and welcome to Unwritten Imaginings, where lazy authors talk about story ideas that they'll never get around to writing. New episodes every Sunday. Let us know if you use one of our ideas, and we'll give your story a shout-out in a subsequent episode. Ideas are currently 100% off, so get them while quantities last. Quantities last as long as you want them to, really. You can listen to this anytime. Really? They don't expire. But no end date. <laughs> it's a lot better than, you know, ideas that expire. Hi, I'm Eunice. I have an Instagram account for my favorite stuffed animal. <laughs> you do. It's an interesting Instagram account. I think I've looked at it twice. It's cute. <laughs> hey, that's more than usual, you know. And I'm Atheo, the yep. other host who does other things. Thank you. That's vague. That's suspicious. That's my deal, you know. I just say something super vague that also happens to be true, and then other people get suspicious, and then they look into it, and there's nothing to be suspicious about. I write several stories. None of them are finished, and most of them are marked as on hiatus because I cannot figure out how to just update things when I have four times as much as I have uploaded just sitting on my computer. Yeah, that's a thing. In contrast, I have exactly as much as I have written uploaded. Maybe not, because don't you have a little bit of that uh, Lonely Night? Oh yeah, the sequel to Lonely Light. That, that was a joke. It's called Devoted Darkness. There's like one chapter of it. I'm not going to release because it's not fair for people to like a story and then have to wait five years for the next chapter. So I believe this week that we will be doing one of my ideas. So welcome, dear listeners. You get to see the average quality of one of my ideas. So all I have yeah. is steampunk, a world-spanning train system, and portals. Okay. That's it. A world-spanning train system yeah just like train tracks that go everywhere okay but like um, probably that they live on without like cities okay there are no cities or at least no like stationary cities so everyone lives on trains yes uh what are the portals for i don't know maybe they're like more personal scale getting from train to train oh okay they're not like a natural hazard like your your train could go into a portal and then suddenly you don't know where you are <laughs> i mean you could make it into a natural hazard it might be a little interesting, but it might also cause, like, a lot of problems. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm kind of for them causing a lot of problems. <laughs> yeah, no, I can see it. If they cause a lot of problems, and, like, let's say they grab a train, how exactly would that train get back to... Just take a... the train. <laughs> we just drive back. Yeah, but, like, does the portal drop the train onto another track, or do, or do they have to have the ability to move the train to the track? I think the train has to be able to lay its own track or something if it gets off the track. That, yeah, that sounds interesting. I think the portals are the natural hazards that cause permanent settlement to like not, not become viable anymore. And now the trains are all running from the portals. <laughs> I don't know about running from, but maybe they just like keep running so that they're less likely to just have a piece of them yoinked off. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe the portals take a little while to open, so they're constantly, like, keeping a watch out and switching tracks depending on whether a portal's opening up on a track or not, and if it'll yeah, cut yeah. them off. Yeah. So that limits the size of, like, settlements, and by settlements we actually just yeah. mean trains. And yeah. when they get too large, they need to build another engine and then go their own separate ways. Split off, yeah, into a daughter train. Exactly. Except... In the yeah. way that it's like daughter cells, where the quote-unquote mother cell no longer exists. 
I mean, kind of. You know which engine was older. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, it's two relatively evenly sized trains most of the time. I mean, you could have, like, mm-hmm. separatist factions that go off with their own two cars and one engine. Yeah. But I feel like that would be less common. Yeah. Every time they split off, you know, the people who don't get along make sure they're on different trains. There we go. Good for society. <laughs> now, how do we get, like, connection between two different trains? Probably just, like, radio signals, honestly. Yeah, they can communicate, and they can temporarily go on, like, parallel tracks to, like, trade or whatever. Oh, yeah. You have, like, large sections of just parallel tracks that are right next to each other so that they can, like, put across boards and, like, move between trains. You know, send off their children to prevent inbreeding, that sort of thing. (laughs) Yeah, that too, but, you know. So the largest interaction time you ever get with other trains is, like, three hours. Yeah. (laughs) Hi, bye. Okay, bye. (laughs) How do they get food? (laughs) I wasn't thinking about that at all. I'm now picturing, like, really large, like, farm equipment attached to the side of the train so it can, like, plow and plant fields while it's driving through. I mean, that would be, like, an interesting, like, cultural thing if, like, they're just farming as they move. Like, they change speeds and then just farm as they move, and then they replant fields whenever there's an option to. Yeah, and then a few months later, they come back and harvest everything. Or not even come back. Like, just other trains would would harvest it, and then they would harvest other trains' plantings. Oh, okay. So it's a, you know... Just like an overarching cultural thing. Yeah, you gotta be fair. You gotta plant as much as you harvest, or else the other trains will have it out for you. Yeah. (laughs) And they maintain, like... Log books somewhere. They're just these little posts at the like track switches that they ha- that record like what trains go by them. And then yeah. if somebody harvests without planting, you know who it is. Yep. And then no one will trade with you. Yeah, which is uh, kind of a problem, especially if you're a smaller train. Yeah. Plus, if you don't harvest, if you don't plant for long enough, you might end up uh, tracing your own tracks and finding nothing there. Yeah. Okay. Do they keep the animals on the train, or, like, they leave them in the fields? <laughs> I feel like you could keep them on the train. These are very large trains. Well, yeah, I'm thinking, like, town-sized, if not city-sized. Yeah. And, like, one car is, like, a neighborhood block. Yeah, except, like, smaller. I was thinking, like, smaller cars, but okay. just, like, really long trains. So are you imagining cars that are the size of train cars in the real world? Like, significantly wider, and probably a little taller, too. Okay. You know, so that they have, like, an upper walkway that you can walk along without going down into each car. Okay. And then, how do people, you know, easily get from one end to the other? You walk along that upper pathway, that's what it's for. Yeah, but it seems like it would take a a long time to go back and forth. I mean, if you had to go from, like, the front to the back, yeah. Okay. There's no, like, quick, you know... Like a little Zoom car that goes from end to end if you happen to have a long distance to travel. I mean, you could probably figure one out, but I don't know what form that would take. I think it'd be funny to have a train on a train. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? You're right. Train on a train. There we go. (laughs) Okay. So there's a small train. But they only deploy the small train when the big train's going straight. And it it circles the outside of the the big train. I don't know about circles the outside. Maybe on one side it goes... Maybe it has, like, one on each side, and they go different ways at all times. Okay. And it's moving, like, relatively quick, but not, like, super quick. 
Yeah, it's faster than walking. Yeah, you can just step onto it from the outside instead of, like, waiting. Okay, so that's that's our setting, I guess. <laughs> it's a very strange setting, but I'm going to be honest, I actually really like the image of it. <laughs> okay, and what fuels the train? I mean, you could just basically ignore it or, or fill it in with, like, magic rocks that make steam. Okay. Because I don't particularly feel that that's super important, necessarily. Okay. Like, just because if you're telling a story about... I think the world already has enough complication without necessarily putting too much work into the individual ways in which the trains run. Okay, so steampunk magic. Well, steampunk mm. theming, where it's just like that like constantly moving toward sort of lower technology than today, but still technological in a different way. I mean, they run on steam. Don't think about it too hard. <laughs> it's not important. It might become important depending on what we decide for the rest of it, though. So let's see about that. Okay, so who are we writing about? Is it a train conductor? (laughs) I feel like that kind of important job might be a little much, and instead it would be more reasonable to go for somebody who's, like, just somebody on the trains. Okay. Because as much as, like, the train conductor is an important person, they're also mostly, like, doing logistical work, which, I mean, if you want to write about doing logistical work, for an absolute age, then you have that option, but it's usually not what people want to write about. Well, I mean, yeah, but you know, like, drama is about CEOs, don't actually detail them being CDOs. Usually, <laughs> it involves them not working and pretending to be CEOs who get highly paid for no reason. Exactly. But you could go that right. But okay, we, okay, we have a regular person on the train. Why are they interesting? <laughs> what if we start out on a bigger train, right? And then this person lives near the back of this bigger train. Okay. Is the back of the train, like, the, you know, the slums? You could decide to do that, but I, I want to get through the rest of this before we sort of make that okay. uh, determination. So this person is just a member of the public on the train. But this particular train has been caught up in politics for a while. And it's supposed to have split, but, like... Nothing bad's happened yet, so they're just like, eh, we'll split eventually when... I know we're too big, but we'll split eventually. There's only 20 cars that'll get cut off if the portal spawns at exactly the wrong place. And then, Mm. the portal spawns at exactly the wrong place. Yeah. And you get... Bad people. Yeah, and you get, like, 20 cars of people who just get dumped out. And just to make that really stressful, you could have it, like, drop them off, so that the nearest track that they can see is pretty significantly far away. And then okay. they're just stuck in the middle of the field on this train, and they don't have anything. So they're they're not on a track, they have no engine, and they have just only, like, regular citizens on these trains. Well, I mean, not, like... You would have to give them the expertise so that they can get moving, even if it's not ideal. So okay. regular citizens might not be enough. Okay. Maybe there's a few people who know how to make the engines who are just stuck at the front, who are just stuck there because they were doing like a survey or something. Okay, so we throw in a few engineers. Yeah. So this is what happens when you're irresponsible and you don't split your trains on time. Yeah. Portal spawns and not the whole train can get through. No, it's not like the whole train gets through. I was talking like the portals take a while to appear and you can detect them before they appear, but then they just Mm -hmm. yoink a big section all at once. So. Like, the it spawns right under the um, engine, so they can't make the decision to change tracks or anything, or go backward. Oh. So, 
Oh, okay. They just speed up as much as they can. So the train size. Train's too big to get those last 20 cars through, and they get pulled okay. off somewhere else. Okay, so the train size is supposed to be limited by how fast you can run away from a portal once you know where it's spawning. Yeah, the train <laughs> size is limited by can we get our entire train out of the way of a portal? Mm-hmm. And the people on this particular train were having issues, and were not able to get their entire train out of the way of this portal. So now. They have to get back on the tracks. They have to find a train to attach themselves to. They have to get food. Yeah. Just like a survival story that you could tell about. I feel like we have to make it more dangerous than they're stuck in a field. Well, I mean, it's dangerous in the way that another portal could spawn on them any time. Okay, but, you know, they've already been yoinked. If they keep getting yoinked, it's relatively not that big of a deal. Well, it is if you're trying to set up, like, a settlement to survive. But, okay, you know, should they be in, you know, a harsher environment? It's an option, and I think it could go in an interesting direction where, like, they can't see any tracks because it's just in, like, that harsh of an environment. So what they need to do is they need to survive until they have another portal within range so that they can dig that through. Okay. Or they need, like, they have access to magic steam rock that would let them make an engine and, like, start to attempt to get to a track elsewhere. I'm leaning more towards, yeah, there's somewhere that is in the middle of the wilderness that no trains like to go because it's really harsh and there's nothing valuable there in terms of resources. So, and it's so far away that their only hope of survival is to actually jump into another portal and get transported to somewhere that's more populated. I think it would be interesting if you brought up, like, if the trains could lay their own track, what if instead mm-hmm. of that, they've been manually laying track when they get portaled like that? Okay. And yeah, the reason that they manually lay it is because nobody has invented like that, that self-laying one. And then these people, they're just so far away that they start figuring out a way to get it to do that self-laying because they, they don't have enough people or time, so they would never get there on their own. Although you'd have to have access to a lot of metal for that. And, like, someone on on this train section would have had to already had built a prototype. You know, it's not something that is the work of a few days. What if if where they get portaled to, Mm -hmm. there's just, like, the destroyed remnants of another train? So, like, and I mean, like, a full train with an engine and everything. But where are the people? Dead. Oh, gross. Okay. Yeah, I know. It is gross. Okay, so they have a... A, an abandoned train with skeletons all over it, which is a good source of metal. <laughs> and tracks and stuff. How about this? So the original, you know, the original train was being irresponsible. They were having like some like political nonsense where like the people in power like weren't being fiscally responsible and like funding correct po- projects because they're probably like corrupt and lining their own po- pockets or whatever. So they didn't have enough money to build a second engine. And, like, there's also, like, an engineer guy who's on this section of the train who's been working on this self-laying track prototype for, like, years. But, like, no one will give him the funding to do it because they're like, we don't need that. We, we don't, we almost never lay new track. And so he has a working prototype, but, like, he's never had the funding to, like, get enough metal and materials to, like, really test it. That'd be interesting. But now he has this dead train and, you know, people who are motivated to help him. Dead train, a few hundred people who are really motivated, (laughs) and 
nothing to stop you but the possibility of death. And frankly, if you don't do it, death is more likely. They also scavenged the engine from the dead train. Like, it's a little beat up, but... It's really beat up. It'll do. It's very a very old model. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, he has to look in, like, the history books to, like, figure out how to make it work. Or has to just completely redesign it with the parts that are there. So that takes a while. And in the meantime, they gotta get some supplies. Yeah. Somewhere. Or there's some on the dead train. I feel like we can't just supply everything from the dead train. Yeah, no. Don't supply everything from the dead train. Like, <laughs> have a lot of the wood be rotted and completely unusable. And there's no food there. Yeah. Or at least not enough. Because if there was food, there wouldn't be quite as many dead people. So, are we gonna, like, split points of view and have a second scavenger force? <laughs> we have the other We have the other main character who we have ignored uh, since here. So, we could have him or her or them. We could have them lead the, lead, like, become the leader of this new train. So, like, everybody's panicking, and then they step up and go, we need to find some food. We need to do what we can to survive in this new place. Let's get to the tracks. Okay. So, essentially, we have the leader and the engineer type. Although, the engineer type can be, like, okay. a secondary character instead of a point of view. Eh. Depends on how interesting they end up being. This is true. This is true. And how uh, centralized you want your point of view to be. Okay. So our leader person rallies the people and they go off and find water and, I don't know, edible things. <laughs> Have adventures and get themselves to another track. And, you know, like, get used to, like, walking places. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they would walk places on each individual train. Yeah, but it's not the same. <laughs> this is true. This is true. You know, they, like, develop, like, wagons. <laughs> they have to completely redevelop the wagon and the cart. Yeah. Yeah, they're like, what is this? Wheels that don't go on tracks. Yeah, wheels that can just go anywhere they want. The downside to wheels that go anywhere they want is, you know, they break easier. It's true. They design a few wheels at first that are just, like, absolutely cannot support going places. Or they, they they make them look too much like railroad wheels. Yeah. And, like, it just doesn't work on, like... At all. Dirt. <laughs> yeah, have you tried making them, like, wider? And less smooth? <laughs> we need some friction. <laughs> so, a little bit of hilarity there. That's, like... That would probably be, like, your central conflict in the book, is getting these people together, getting things going. Do you want to add, like a like, a big climax? moment well i feel like there should be some yeah like more more specific conflict what if like right as they start to get to the track that they spotted they notice that there's just this huge chasm in the way okay and they don't know how they can't like turn very well so they're like how would we get around this and then you have this whole segment where the auto layer can't do anything and then they have to figure out a way to Get their train across the chasm. Okay. So then they, like, (laughs) lay a track, like, in an upwards ramp, and then they go all... Well, they have to build a bridge. Oh. I was thinking they should do, like, in those stupid action movies where they just jump in the chasm. What? (laughs) You know, you just build it so the track starts going upwards, and then you speed up, and then... (laughs) That's a very good way to kill everybody. 
works in the action movie. Yeah, <laughs> because <laughs> because those were like fifty percent CGI. I mean, those ones like they don't even have the car go up a ramp first. <laughs> I mean, you can jump okay, a car, fine. but jumping a train, really? Okay, fine. We'll build a bridge. So boring. <laughs> If you want to make it really exciting, you have them start building a bridge, and then a portal starts opening, and they have, like, two oh, hours no. to get it done and get across. Okay, so they build a really shaky bridge that collapses while they're, you know, kind of on it. Yeah, <laughs> it collapses while the last car is still hanging off the side, and they they manage to stop it, but it's just hanging there, and if another portal opens, everybody dies. Or, you know, just have the end kind of be in the chasm, but, you know, like, the, the engine's still trekking along. So they just have to, like, really push the engine to the max, and it just drags all the cars yeah. out. And then explodes. <laughs> kind of. And then, at, like, the yeah. very lowest point, you have some people on the nearby track that they're, like, almost there. You just have them, like, pull to a stop and be like, you guys need some help? <laughs> And they're like, yes, thank you. <laughs> yes, please, thank you very, very much. Okay. And then <laughs> they get added onto the train and have all their wounds taken care of. I wouldn't necessarily, like, add them onto the train. I would just, like, have the new people help them fix their engine and then they become their own entity. Okay. And then is, th is that the ending? Everyone lives happily ever after? I mean, as happily as you can get in a world where portals open up and just <laughs> yoink entire sections of reality to other places. Do, do they, like, deliver justice to their old train that was, you know, not following the code of train size regulation law? Do you feel like they need to deliver justice here? I don't know. I kind of feel like it's enough to survive. It depends on how annoying slash corrupt we make the old government. Well, I wasn't trying to make them corrupt. I was just trying to make them incompetent. Yeah, but you know, I feel like they they might also be corrupt, depending on how, how you want to do it. This is true. We might have been stealing the funding. This is for somebody else to decide who's actually writing it. Yeah. So if you feel like the reason they didn't make a new train was because they were lining their own pockets and took all the train money, then you can write that. Yeah. <laughs> In that case, I feel like some people might want to go for, like, justice or whatever, but really, I feel like it's enough to survive and, like, be your own train and figure yourselves out. Okay, so this is a figuring-yourself-out style yeah. story. where somebody who absolutely did not want to be a leader stepped up to be a leader in a time of crisis and, and helped, pe helped people help themselves, you know? Yeah. Okay. Very inspirational story. It's about fulfilling your potential. And your dreams. Well, I guess not yeah, your dreams, exactly. because you probably don't want the main character to actually, like, want to be a leader, given no. everything else. <laughs> no, but it's about fulfilling, it's about finding yourself and your dreams that you didn't know were things you wanted. There we go. That works. Okay. Sounds Is there good. any part of our main sort of story that we need to figure out? I mean, not really. I didn't throw a romance in there this time. I know! Sad, but... <sighs> We should do that occasionally, just like half the time. I guess for variety, we'll do a story. Now, I would suggest that half the time be like half your ideas, half my ideas, but the reality is, it's likely going to be 90% my ideas. Well, it'll, it'll be a specific mental exercise to make my ideas not romances. <laughs> there we go. It's like a whole practice. 
it's a whole practice for you where yeah. you can attempt to write stories where romance isn't the thing. So if you ever finish any one of your projects, which, you know... Not gonna happen. But still, if you ever finish one, you're now gonna have an experience writing something, or at least coming up with an idea that isn't romance. <laughs> then you're gonna write it, and you're gonna have two characters that you're like, I really like their chemistry, and because you're the author and you ship them, why not? And then it's gonna be a romance anyway. Let's be very real here. Always. Otherwise, what's the point? Exactly. <laughs> with that, I do think we've come to the end of this particular idea. A little quick okay. this time. But I've... we came up with a good idea and then yep. just went off on it. Yep. If you like this idea or the previous idea that we did or a future idea that we do, please email us and tell us you wrote it. Well, I mean, you can like it I without writing it, but if you write it, definitely email us. If you write it, email us. Even if you don't write it and you just want to contact us, go ahead and email us. Yeah, if you have comments or suggestions or praise, I guess mockery if you want suggestions would actually be a lot of fun we should probably do one of those eventually if you have a suggestion for an idea email us and we may or may not do it depending on whether we think it's crap <laughs> i was gonna say whether it's usable but you know you can go with that one <laughs> just insult the listeners to their faces okay. why don't you exactly exactly <sighs> gross so if you do feel like yeah. emailing us listeners at unwrittenimaginings.com do you feel yep. like getting in touch with us by uh, social media you can't yet. You can't. However, you can go to my stuffed animals Instagram page. It's lil l i l underscore lion underscore mouse on Instagram. <laughs> yes, follow the stuffed animal. He makes posts regularly. Yeah, not really anymore, but he's cute. Good so. enough. With that, okay. I think we can call it an episode. Hey, okay, bye, bye. Everyone. bye.